Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Herskovich. You can follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS. You can follow Monoir on Twitter at Monoir. The Lines lead MLB analyst. And we have three Major League Baseball games to go over on Monday's card. Starting off with a National League clash between the Giants and Cardinals. My time off came at a good time because the St. Louis Cardinals are in a massive slump, to say the least. More on that in a minute. Angels-Rangers as well. Big AL West matchup. Three-game series starting tonight. And Marlins-Mariners out west. But Mo, as always, before we get started, for our viewers on YouTube and listeners for that matter, if you want to check out the Lions YouTube page, remember to... Give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever the Lions releases a new sports betting video on any market, including Mo's day-to-day MLB bets, which can be found in the Lions Discord channel. Link is over at thelines.com in the top right-hand corner. And you could also head over to play.thelines.com for your chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card daily in our free MLB Pick'em contest. But Mo. I've been gone for the last week or so. So how have your MLB bets been going? It was pretty bad at first. Uh, I think I had like a little six-day losing streak or something where I lost like every day. I mean, nothing was too disastrous. It was like minus a unit or something every day. But uh, recovered for a really uh, nice Sunday, thankfully. Um, won a couple units. Big, big card there. Uh, opposite of today's card. <laughs> Not much going on today for me bet-wise, but um, still hanging around the 15-unit-ish mark, I think. And that's plus 15 units, so in the black. And remember, all those bets can be found in the Lions Discord channel. So let's get back on the right track, or I know you have no bets for tonight, but at least analysis-wise, 7.45 p.m. Eastern Time, first pitch at the Arch Giants at Cardinals. San Francisco, 33-32, and 32, so just above the 500 mark. And St. Louis, like I mentioned, 27-39. and 39. And you might be thinking, Cardinals pitching has struggled. That may be the case for some of their recent matchups. But since May 24th, St. Louis has the lowest, not just the lowest in the NL Central, but the lowest across all of Major League Baseball in regards to WRC+. So their offense has struggled mightily over the last two-plus weeks, to say the least. Logan Webb for the Giants, 309 ERA, 347 FIP, taking on Matthew Liebertor, 6.00 ERA, 467 FIP in his three starts this season, essentially his rookie season, but command has been an issue for Liebertor, driven by fastball that is lacking any sort of movement. So how are you handicapping, maybe not from a betting standpoint in terms of your MLB card for Monday's slate, but just for the listeners that maybe want to place a wager on this game, which direction could they be looking? Ever so slightly leaning to the Cardinals here, but yeah, I do have to say Matthew Libertor, I was excited for him to come back up and he was throwing harder. You know, we talked about this a bunch. He's throwing 95 where he was throwing 93 before dominating triple a, um, in a league where offense is very, very high, but unfortunately it does seem like the fastball is still not playing. Um, 
Yeah, the Giants not very good against lefties this year. I think a big part of that is just having Jock Peterson out of the lineup. He's been so, so good. Hit two more dingers yesterday back from injury and uh yeah he, he's been really great for them so it, it's nice for them to have him in the lineup um conforto always been a guy who is so much better with the platoon advantage so they have some really strong lefty bats so they they do struggle a little bit against lefties uh i will say though libertor yeah it's been a bit disappointing four seamer back down to 94 last start that's a little bit of a warning sign as well um but even just overall the fastball just hasn't been as good as its velocity, like you said. Uh, I think a lot of it is just the spin rate. Uh, StatCast has him as pretty poor, a uh, 14th percentile spin. And the run value is not really much better than it was last year. Uh, slightly, slightly better on a on a per-pitch basis. But yeah, he just it just hasn't really played. And I, I think... I think he's either going to have to like go full Rich Hill and just like start throwing a bunch of curves or he's just always just going to be a mediocre pitcher, I guess. Um, that being said, yeah, the Giants do struggle against lefties and on the other side of it, Logan Webb, very, very good pitcher and he's very sinker heavy though and that is the pitch the one pitch the cardinals have been very good against this whole season they're number one in baseball against sinkers so it could be an okay matchup for them but it just doesn't not where the value i wanted to get was i was looking for more like plus 125 here they're hanging around closer to like plus 110 plus 115 cardinals got the best of web very very in the slightest fashion going back to i want to say early May when Alec Burleson was able to break a scoreless tie in the seventh. But again, that's not saying much. And the Cardinals offensive numbers of late, certainly in line with that one matchup. So like you mentioned, maybe a slight edge to the Cardinals, but it's not like this offense should be putting any, or you should be putting any any sort of stock into the Cardinals, especially when it comes to their lineup and their bullpen for that matter. On to the second matchup, Mo. 8.05 p.m. Eastern time first pitch. Big one between the Angels and the Rangers. LA 36 and 31. Texas losing two or three in Tampa Bay. Sitting still 18 games over 500 at 41 and 23. And the Rangers are anywhere between minus 150 and minus 160 on the money line. And L.A. as high as plus 135 to win the game outright. Dane Dunning against the Southpaw Tyler Anderson. And that's of note in terms of the Rangers and their offense because they have mashed left-handed pitching so far this season. Third highest WRC plus across all of Major League Baseball. Josh Jung and Corey Seager, who's come back recently two of the bigger catalysts in that department. So Angels, Rangers, what do you got? Yeah, Angels um, and Rangers. Uh, Angels had a huge week last week. A uh, lot, lot of wins, giving me a little bit of hope for my future. Uh, Rangers did struggle against the Rays, but did come through for me on Saturday when I did have them at a, a decent little underdog number. But Nathan Evaldi. Right here, what'd you say? Nathan Evaldi pitched really well yes, on Saturday. Nathan Evaldi still coming through, um, <laughs> even against the Rays. Tough matchup there. But right here, you have 
a pitcher in Tyler Anderson who we faded a bunch early in the season. Unfortunately, the market has adjusted to how bad he's been. And I think even at this point, even though I expect some regression to the good for him, because he's not as bad as he's been, I don't think. I mean, he still has like some peripherals that make me think he's just like a, a below average pitcher and not a horrible one as he's been so far. But yeah, this is going to be a tough spot for him facing the Rangers. They're pretty big favorites. Dane Dunning, I do think is actually decent. I've always kind of been higher than the market on Dane Dunning, I think. And this year he did change up his pitch mix quite a bit, added a cutter. It's been very good for him. It's been his best pitch this year. Now he's not going to continue with a 2.52 ERA for sure. His peripherals are kind of all over the place. I would expect roughly league average performance going forward from him. Given that he is maybe about a league average pitcher, and like you said, the the, the Rangers have hit lefties so hard. Tyler Anderson's been pretty bad. I think this number is about right, so I don't really have any interest in betting this. If I was going to bet it, I might try to bet Rangers minus one and a half in case Anderson has another blow up here. But uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty fair number, I think. And last game to get to, 940 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch out west. Marlins sitting at 37 and 29 with a negative 20 run differential against the Mariners. Two games below 500. And Seattle still around a minus 120 favorite which should tell you all you need to know about what the market thinks of Miami. And that's even with the Mariners losing 2-3 or three at the Angels over the weekend, like you mentioned. Jesus Lazardo taking on Bryce Miller, and Lazardo has come back down to earth. The Marlins record has not, but Lazardo over his last four starts in two of them, he's given up a combined 11 earned runs, and... Overall this season, his opponent's barrel rate ranks in the 16th percentile, and he's taken on Bryce Miller, a potential regression candidate in the positive sense, 4-4-6 ERA and a 3-1-2 FIP. So what do you have here, Mo, in the third and final matchup that we're breaking down on Beat the Closing Number? Yeah, Bryce Miller is one of the most interesting pitchers, I think, to look at this year because he has such a fascinating pitch mix. He really pitches like a closer, uh, 70% almost fastballs. And he's not like a super hard thrower. He's throwing about 95, 96, which is a bit above average, but not anything elite. But where he is elite is his spin rate. Um, 98th percentile spin rate, which I figure you've got to be elite with your spin rate if you're going to throw a 95, 96 mile per hour heater 70% of the time. And not get completely shelled uh, multiple times through the lineup. So it's going <laughs> well for him so far. And I think it should go okay again today. I tried searching StatCast for kind of how the Marlins have fared against similar fastballs. It's a little bit tough because while they've obviously faced a ton of 95-mile-per-hour-plus fastballs and they've been slightly below average on them by Xwoba. I tried to check uh, against high spin rate fastballs, but the samples just get so small when you get to the numbers that Bryce Miller is putting up, which which obviously makes sense when he's in the 98th percentile. But um, when they are facing these sorts of fastballs, 2,500 RPMs plus, which is honestly, that's still like 100 below where Bryce Miller's at. Uh, they've only faced 200 pitches, so it's a really small sample, but they've been really, really bad. 
Um, and when you when you drop the cutoff to twenty four hundred, they've been closer to league average, but still below average. So I think it's a good matchup for Bryce Miller. I, I think of Miami as kind of a fastball hitting team, but they're definitely not that good against four seamers. They're like twenty first, I think. So um, it should be a, a good spot for him. Lazardo, I think, is going to underpitch his peripherals. He's kind of always been that way, and I think just too straight of a fastball, to be honest, when I watch him. Um, but his secondaries are really good. It's a pretty fair line. I, I did see a, a Seattle minus 117 this morning. If you can get a number close to that, it's probably okay to bet. But anything above that, I wouldn't touch, which right now it looks like that number is is gone. It's up to minus 120 everywhere. That's as high as I'd even consider it. It's still not a big enough edge for me to bet, but I do have them slightly bigger favorites than that. And looking at the odds board before we wrap it up here, you can find the best of the number on any Major League Baseball matchup, not only for Monday's slate, but in general over at thelines.com. It looks like there is still, actually, no, minus 117 is gone. Sorry to burst anyone's bubble, but maybe continue to check the lines.com to see. It could if come back. Pops. Sometimes there's some buyback. Exactly. Bookmark the page. How about that? And continuously check for the foreseeable future until first pitch right around what? 10 PM Eastern time or just a little bit before that, but that's going to do it for this edition of beat the closing number presented by the lines.com for Monawara for myself, Eli Herskovich. Remember to follow the lines on Twitter at the lines us so long everybody